We are live. This is Sports 845. It is February 3rd, 2021. Uh, recovering from a big snowstorm. That's why we're a day late, but we got the Super Bowl. The show must go on. Uh, I am Darren Kunis. To my left, you may have seen him starring in the show Night Court as he played Bull. And uh, the, my legendary partner, the best-looking man in basketball, Dick O'Neill. And across from me, Tommy Giordano. And uh, his son, the crack producer, Thomas Giordano. Dick, real quick. 20 years ago, oh, Tommy, 20 years ago today, what happened? 20 years ago on this day. This day, 20 years ago. That would have been uh, 2001. What do you got? 20 Giant, years ago, Giant this Super day, Bowl. Eli Manning hit David Tyree, the helmet catch. Giants uh, convert a third down, uh, get the first. Um, probably may have ruled him in the grasp in today's game. Yeah, it was close. Yes, I mean, he, yes, yes. He slides out. I, yeah. And I know Richard Seymour swears that he was not only held on that play, but that he had him as well. So probably if it wasn't a Super Bowl, if it was a regular season game, I bet it would have been called. But yeah, yeah, they let them play. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, yeah. the Giants went on and, you know, obviously defeated Tom Brady. Spagnola's got a chance to be the only one to go 3-0, and I was reading against. Against Tom Brady? Yeah, the uh, defensive coordinator for the Chiefs. Uh, Dick, tom- today I said it's February 3rd. You know what tomorrow is? It's February 4th, yeah. obviously. Yeah. Lawrence Taylor turns 62 years old. <laughs> the greatest um, football player I have ever seen. Um, obviously, my favorite athlete of all time. And... In uh, in February twentieth was the greatest sports moment of all time, in my eyes. The U.S. Olympic hockey team, team. miracle movie. Um, But we got a big game this week. Uh, We will break it down. We'll go over it. We'll make some picks. It's uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the Knicks. Do they buy? Do they sell? Um, Jeff Glotz is going to join us. He's going to call in. Uh, College basketball is very odd this year. I was just looking. We were talking. And Duke, Kentucky, UNC, Kansas, and Indiana are not in the top 20. UCLA sits there at 21. I don't know if that's ever happened because I think I just gave you one, two, three, four, five, six, probably the top six programs in in the sport. And they're not even – and not only are they not in the 25, top 25, they don't look like they're getting better. Kentucky looks awful. Carolina went on a nice little run, one eight of ten, and then gets beat by Clemson. But we'll talk college hoops. We'll talk NBA. Hot stove. Really, you got Trevor Bauer hanging out out there. And whoever the Mets have hired or uh, currently hired or previously hired just loves texting women and uh, getting jammed up. So they got a mess going on there. You know. Yeah, that's, there's a lot to take in on that. Right? That goes back to uh, Steve Phillips. Yeah. Remember when he yeah. was a GM? He yeah. was. Uh... I hope you're not doing that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 845-313-0561. Tommy, you're going to break down the Super Bowl. We have some questions for you. We'll be right back. Big game uh, Sunday. What time does it start? 630 or something like that? Yes, it's too long. Is there a halftime show this year? Yes, there is. Who yes. is it? The weekend. weekend. Never heard of the weekend. <laughs> Who is he? Rapper or is that like uh, a more of a singer? Like, you've you've heard, heard of the weekend. weekend. Yeah, but he's like a blue rhythm and blues. Yeah, too. You, yeah, you, yeah. you know the weekend yeah. songs. Yeah. Yeah. He, he knows sings, the week. He sings more than he Dick yeah, knows the weekend. Knows and I don't the weekends, know the weekend. Yeah. yeah. Okay. If you heard a song, you would know it. That's right. All right. So tell me, there's a commercial by the lights. There's a commercial going on with him now. He pulls up this. I know. I can honestly say I've never heard of him. Okay. Never heard of him. Look him up. You'll Is see. it a group or a guy? A one guy. guy. One the guy. weekend. The weekend. He gets a whole weekend. <laughs> he got most of the weekend. Tommy. Yes. Break it down. Game's in Tampa. Um, 
is that a huge advantage to the to the Bucks? I think so. I, I, I mean, think, they get to I sleep think, in their hotel room in I, their own home. I think maybe. just playing in your home stadium, you're in. I'm, I got to imagine they're not giving up their locker room, right? So they're going to have their own locker room. Very familiar with the surroundings. Very familiar with the area. Your all their family has to live there, right? I mean, now we're talking in the time of COVID. Very tough on traveling. How much family and and emotional support can the visiting team bring? I would think the biggest thing is they're not going to be is the capacity of only twenty four thousand. The game to sell out. They're probably not going to get hassled and have to be bothered with. We need tickets. We need tickets. Right. So they already right off the bat, the tickets are limited. Right. So you're not. That's not a big worry. You've got you know Kansas City coming in. They've done this last year, so they're pretty good. But this is a whole new scenario for them. Last year was. The whole big shebang, you know, the horse and pony show. They had to go through all the jump through all the hoops. This year, it's a little more subdued. So, how does that play for well, them? Well, the news things were all virtual. They're not right. How does that play for these guys? Uh, the, uh, the individual uh, interviews and things are all virtual. Right. You know, so virtual media interviews. Right. So, you know, it's a slight change for them. Yeah. Where you know Tampa's just rolling right through the season. Who's, who's got the game? Fox or CBS? Uh, the Who's game, calling the game? I believe is on. I believe it's Fox. Well, I think Fox has it. Okay, so let me ask you. Let's let's get to the game. Um, Arians and Andy Reid. Who's the advantage there? I mean, Reid's been both, there. Both great coaches, right? Yeah. Both of them been there. It seems like Arians has become more less of a uh, villain. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like they're really. Why don't you st- take the mirror off our cars there, bud? It seems like Brady and him are getting along now. Yeah, and that, that's just a little, little bit of a learning curve. Right? And they both have outstanding staffs. I mean, just look at the staffs that they have. Yeah, the I mean, Arians, an off, offensive coordinator. He's put together the most diverse staff sure. in NFL history. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the really seem to be a, a player-oriented staff. You know, the, the, the players seem to really like them guys. Spagnola has great XXX against. Dick, you mentioned Spagnola. Yeah. You mentioned the coaching staff. Uh, the Kansas City has Todd Bowles, and the defense from Tampa for Tampa, in my eyes, has gotten better each game. Offensively, you knew they were going to score points. JPP's playing very well for Tampa, and Shaq Barrett on the other side. Barrett and this linebacker Devin White Devin is, a, is becoming a household name. He's so a, he's a game wrecker. So mm-hmm. defensively, you. Can Tampa stop Mahomes? Is Mahomes? I, we got to assume Mahomes is healthy going in. Let's assume everybody passes all the COVID protocols. We know there was a situation with the barber and and that stuff, but let's assume everybody's playing. Yeah, I think the biggest the biggest factor for Kansas City is that their offensive line is it's a little desperate. Right, it's, a, it's a little light. Right, and forget the COVID stuff. They have two guys. Fisher could be out mm-hmm. at left tackle, and they're playing with four guys out of position prior to this. So, you know against a really good Tampa defensive front, this that could be the key matchup. Yeah, but do you think that uh, Bowles is known as to blitz often? Do you th- and Mahomes just finds holes and it picks that apart. Right. I mean, I, when I watched him play earlier in the season, he didn't really go after him and he picked him apart. Yeah. So it's pick your poison with Mahomes. Yeah. I mean, they have a ton of weapons. I, I think what you got to do is you got to make them get the ball out early. You have to tackle well. You can't let them get big shots down the middle of the field. 
the talking heads kind of feel that Fisher, the offensive tackle, is going to be a big loss for Mahomes. Well, JPP so, on that side, right? Yeah. You know, coming off the right edge. I feel good for JPP. I'm glad he's there. I, I am too. I mean, it's a I great feel too. good story. I he wasn't too. sure if he's yeah. going to play. Yeah. You know, and then you also have the free agents that are playing in the game. Godwin could be a guy that even the Giants or and or the Jets are looking at. But you know, obviously, is Antonio Brown playing in the game? He's healthy. He's healthy. Yeah. Boy, talk about that. What well, that's it. Like the matchups you have there. That's the bigger question. I think the, the two questions for me are, can the Chiefs' offensive line hold up, hold up against the Tampa Bay defensive line? Mm-hmm. That's the big matchup on that side of the ball. And on the other side, can Kansas City's secondary stay with all the weapons that Tom Brady has? Mm-hmm. This is the first time Tom Brady's really going into a Super Bowl with Loaded. four or five legitimate yeah, receiving yeah, where he can score downfield. Yeah. yeah. And, and the weak part of – the Kansas City defense is their secondary. Is their secondary? Is it a high-scoring game? I, I think I think it should be. It's going to be so. one of those 45-40 shootouts. That's where I see the game going. I don't think either defense is really going to going to stop. Because even if you get after, if you if you get after Mahomes, he'll just he'll start running. If he yeah. if he's healthy and he can run, he's going to create problems for mm-hmm. him. So you know, Tampa ideally would love to be able to shut them down. And if Tampa does that, if that defensive front can control Mahomes, it's going to be a long afternoon for Kansas City. And, and I think, you know, we talk about the Kansas City secondary. I think that's another part of their defense that's gotten a lot better. Matthew is now starting to become a, a, a game wrecker again. And they've been picking off a lot of things. They've been doing a, lot, a much better job than and, they have. And that's the big matchup right. for me as well. On, the, on that defensive right. side is yeah. Tom Brady figuring out where the honey badger is lining up where he's rotating to, and if he gets that figured out, he'll have a lot of success. If if the Honey Badger can make some big plays on him and confuse him a little bit, and they can shift him mm-hmm. around, then you know Brady could be in for a long night. I can see Devin White being the MVP of that game. I'll yeah. tell you this: Brady Very can't awesome. have a three interception Very. game. No, no, he's got to play a clean game. He doesn't have to be. He doesn't have to be Tom Brady of two thousand and seven, right? Two thousand and eight. He doesn't need to be that guy. Mm-hmm. But he needs to throw the football to his receivers. He can't. He can't put it into the hands of the Kansas City defense. The thing that had surprised me the, the last game they won that Fournette had been running so well, even catching the ball were coming out of the thing, and they kept running Ronald Jones, who had who was hurt, wasn't playing. He wasn't going nowhere. Every time they handed it Fournette, he made something happen, and it seemed like every time they needed a big play, Fournette was on the bench. You know, that didn't make sense to me. Yeah, I agree with you. Fournette's gotten better and better every week. Um, he's he's the he's the X factor in that offense. I think Arians in this game will not be leaning on Ronald Jones. If if Leonard Fournette is is running rampant, he is just gonna feed him the football. Well, I think that's a big part. They it's gotta like, keep the ball out of Mahomes' that, hands. That, exactly. Yeah, that Brady now has a little faith in Fournette, which probably early on he didn't, you know, and I think he has got a lot more faith. In dealing yeah. with him, yeah, and that he's got a ton of talent. You know, coming out of LSU, he was highly touted. Oh, he's a top five pick. Yeah, things yeah. didn't go the way he, you know, that anyone expected him to go yeah. for him. And he seems to have found a nice place, a nice situation here in Tampa Bay. I mean, who wouldn't love to play with the, the weather's not going to be an issue. Yeah. Who do you like in the game, Tommy? You go. The, uh, let's. Uh, uh, I I like Tampa Bay. You think you like Tampa? I, Brady wins his I, seventh. Yeah, I think I, I believe in Brady. I think at this point in the season, too, that trust and like the way that this team's gelling, especially if you look at compared to the beginning of the season, uh, they look. It's I think it's just 
light years beyond where they yeah, were. Yeah, there was a time they had to win a game to get to the playoffs. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So if you look at where they were to where they are now almost, and also with that pressure that everyone's talking about, you know, Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs, have, they have to win two back-to-back Super Bowls. That's tough to do. you got to play against the guy who's won six. One, he's the last quarterback to win back-to-back. So I, I'm putting my trust, and I believe in Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. Tommy? I'm with him. I, I've said it for the last four weeks. Uh, tough to bet against Tom Brady. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Dick, who do you like? They said it's tough to bet against Tom Brady, but what Mahomes does, he's so entertaining that I'm going to be, I'm actually going to probably be rooting for him only because I was a Jet fan and Tom Brady didn't figure in my plans, although I've come to like him a little bit more. But I just think Mahomes and Kelsey and Hill and that, they got too much. Do you think, do you think uh, Tampa Bay can score 30? Because I think. You're going to have I to score averaged, 30 to they've win. They've averaged over 30 the last six weeks. Okay, so. that's what I'm saying. So yeah. you like Kansas City? I like Kansas City. You know, uh, for the first time all year, you and I agree. I, I think I'm going to root for Brady, I guess. I could care less. I can't wait to watch the I'm weekend. I'm rooting for a good game. But I'm going to I'm going to root for a good game. Yeah. I think the Chiefs win the game. I think the Chiefs cover. Um, and, and it doesn't take away anything from Brady's year. I think Tampa could be back again next year. I think both teams can be back. I just think that right now – I think Mahomes healthy is just playing on a, on a different level. Oh, and, and I'll tell you this. I haven't watched the Kansas City game all year. And maybe the Bucks are the first team to do it that actually cover Kelsey and Hill. They're wide open. I They're wide open it. for 16 weeks. I don't understand. And, that, and that's what we say every week. It's like, what do you do to cover one of these guys? Because you can't – it's tough to cover them both. You got, you know, and so. Watkins is supposed to be coming back. But, I, yeah. but I, think Hardman, I think Hardman's better than he is at this point. And Pringle, I mean, he's got weapons I just running think, off the – I mean, know. We, we know the Buck weapons. We know the Chief weapons. So I'm going to – and I think both defenses, neither one of these are the 86 Bears. No. I just think – or I the 85 Bears. I think, I think the Chiefs win the game, and I think the Chiefs cover. Real quick, before we get done here, um, Stafford going to the Rams, I think, is a big deal. I think that's a phenomenal. The Rams couldn't have done better than what they did right there. I mean, the Lions, the Rams gave up a lot, and I guess there's no salary cap for any of these teams in L.A. with the Rams or the Lakers because it seems like they could always fit someone in. Just get them in? But I think think there's a lot of pressure on the Rams next year. The Rams have to be considered one of the favorites now. But but they've been the kind of the favorites there going in, coming off of them only two years ago. If if Goff stays healthy, I think what's Goff got hurt. But the thing of it is now the expectation there is going to be just – Well, you've made your move, right? And they're they're built to win now. They are. They're built to win now. They have no draft choices coming. Well, they haven't had a draft choice since 2016. The Rams Rams made a a Brooklyn Net type move in obtaining Stafford. Yeah, when you you go for a Matt Stafford or if they would have went for a Matt Ryan, right, you're basically saying – I think Stafford's the better choice. I think Stafford fits in better with that system. Yeah, It's going to be curious to see how good Matt Stafford is now. We're going to find out because I always thought he was pretty good. Playing right. on on a not. We're going to find game. out a lot yeah. about Jared Goff too. I mean, we know yeah. Matt Stafford is one of the yeah. toughest guys in in yeah. the NFL, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I mean, this guy will stand in the pocket, take a yeah. beating. Right. Yeah. Um, he's the fastest to 10,000, 20, 30, 40, and fifty. Right. Right. So he's the he's been the fastest out yeah. of anybody in the history of the game. He's played on some bad teams. A lot of bad teams. This is his opportunity to show what he's doing. I, I, right. I guess he's been from everything you hear. He's a great leader. He's a great leader, and uh, and you're going to find things out about him. 845-313-0561. Jeff Glotz is going to call in. We're- you know, the Knicks this year 
have not been they've, – they've played hard every game. They sit there with a record of 9-13. and 13. I guess there's 10 teams that make the playoffs this year. Technically, they'd be in. But the, more importantly, they're, they're giving you effort every night. Randall is playing like an all-star. And, and the Dallas Mavericks, right now, I think if they did the draft tomorrow, the Knicks would have like 5-8 and eight or 6-9 and nine in the first round. Because remember, we have the Dallas Mavericks right. unprotected mm-hmm. this year. Jeff, uh, Jeff Glotzer does the NBA for us. And, uh, you know, we're 20 games into the season. Jeff, how are you? We're doing well, Jeff. Your take on the first twenty, the first quarter of the NBA season. Uh, let's talk Knicks to start. Well, I, I'd have to say that uh, I'm, uh, you know, Tom Thibodeau uh, is just brought back, you know, old school Knicks mentality to the team. Um, obviously, a disciple of Jeff Van Gundy was was around for the last time the Knicks made the playoffs, and I think. Uh, it's a job that he's always wanted, and he's all in, and you can tell it. Uh, he's making the guys accountable. I think the other night he called a timeout 50 seconds in, and they were up 2 nothing. And I just I just was loving it. We haven't seen that in the Garden in years. And he's made this team into a team that, like you said uh, before, they, they play hard every game. Uh, they're playing well defensively. They've, they've had you know some moments here and there where, where things, they haven't played well, but for the most part, uh, you know they're playing to their talent level, and he's getting a lot of things out of guys that we weren't expecting. Uh, Julius Randle, I think we all were expecting uh, maybe good things from him last year, but uh, Fisdale and you know and you know they just did not keep a good tight leash on him last year and just let him constantly go into double teams and it was it was painful to watch uh Biebs has really turned him around and like you said he's making him play at you know at least close to an all-star level um you know quickly quickly get starters minutes quickly going to be in the rookie of the year conversation i mean i don't think we could have actually hoped for anything better than that uh is he the long-term answer at the point guard position i'm not sure yet i'm not ready to go there but you know, they, they look like they, they play cohesively on both ends of the floor. And, uh, you know, they, they, need a sh- they need a couple shooters. That's their problem. Uh, they use a guy like Zach Levine, who's on the team they're playing tonight. Something Jeff, like that. But Knox, overall, Knox overall, is, overall, Jeff, Knox is Kevin Knox. You talk about shooting. Knox, for the first portion of the first few games of the year, looked like he's his game was turning around. He's gotten a bunch of DNPs in the last week. Is Knox just completely out of the rotation right now? And why? I, I think – I think for now he is out of the rotation. You know, he looks like he plays 10 guys. And Knox went through a period of a few games where he kept getting beat like a drum on defense, losing his man uh, several times during the course of the game. And that's just, you know, he's, you know, I had a friend ask me, you know, oh, why isn't he playing over Bullock? Because Bullock plays D. And Bullock will hit, you know, he'll hit an occasion, you know, occasional three, but he plays D, and that's the reason he's in the game. He wants these guys to establish a presence out there. And you're right, Knox gave us some hope the first 10, 15 games of the season. He was, you know, for the most part, he was hitting that corner three. He's playing like a stretch four type of position, and he was hitting that corner three, and he's actually making, you know, he's playing good on defense, representative at least, and getting rebounds and hustling. Um, I think, like, look, it's a long season. If you're a Knox fan, 
you got to stay patient. He'll get his opportunity again. You see that these guys, you know, a lot of guys are getting nicked up here and there. So he'll get an opportunity again. He's got to he's got to make the most of it when he gets back in there. Is he is he gone for good during the season? I don't think so. So when you look at the trade deadline that that's coming up, and you're the New York Knicks, and keep in mind, and people have to realize this: Julius Randall is what is he, 26, 27 years old. We're not talking about an older guy. So when you look around the Nick roster, Quickly's not going anywhere. Robinson Barrett's played very well this year. We'll talk about him in a second. Um, the value there because of his contract and the way he's playing is Julius Randle. Do you, are the Knicks, I'm not prepared to be a buyer. I'd rather be a seller if I'm the Knicks, but I don't know if I want to move Randle. Your thoughts. I, at this point, I think the narrative has changed on Randall. Uh, like you said, he's 26 years old. He's shown that he can get a lot better with coaching. Uh, he's taken to the coaching really well. He needs, they, they need additional scores on the team. So I'll be honest with you. I think that if, if, the trade, as it's, if the trade deadline was approaching, like, you know, in this week, they'd be buyers. I think, I think that the organization has seen enough that they're going to try to go out and get these guys help. Now, what does that mean? I don't know. There's not a lot of guys out there who you can say, wow, this guy is out there. He wants out of his situation. Um, you know, if you want to throw out a team like Bradley Beal, Bradley Beal, yeah. you know, from all indications, does not want out of Washington. And Washington, when, you know, being approached by other teams, is saying, we're not talking about Bradley Beal. Well, let me give so you a, let me. Let me give you a name. I think you're talking like maybe like a Zach Levine, but I'm not sure what it would take to get him. And if if you want him, you know, he's a great talent. Uh, he has shown improvement over the years, but Zach Levine has not necessarily been associated with winning. What so if, is he what, a volume player? What, I don't know. Jeff, what about a guy like Victor Oladipo? I, I mean, he, he could be a guy that you're talking about. I just haven't – I have not seen – from what I've seen, I don't know that he's all the way back from his injury. Okay. I haven't seen enough evidence to – now, he, he's going to be a free agent at the end of the season, so you could just wait him out and see how he plays during the course of the year if he gets his sea legs back and, and really starts to play well the second half of the season. He is approaching – I think he's 28, 29. So, you know, I, I want to see that he's all the way back before I'm going to make some sort of commitment to him as a free agent or to move legitimate – value pieces, whether it be via draft choices or some of their younger pieces, to go get him. Uh, you know, If he's playing like he did before the injury, obviously he's a guy you'd love to have on your team. Jeff, I, I am not in love with the names I'm hearing, like Terry Rozier, Terry Devontae Graham. Those guys don't do it for me. I'm certainly not giving up a, 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 any type of first-round pick for either one of those guys. Um, Absolutely not. I, and, and I think your point that you made at the beginning is, we're talking besides Bradley Beal, who all indications are he's staying. There's not anybody that I've heard that's out there that I'm willing to give up a draft uh, uh, that high of a pick for, and especially with Dallas playing poorly. You, you could see, you could look at a team like New Orleans. Um, uh, they, they, you know, they can, they are facing a decision in the off season where they're going to have to pony up uh, probably some decent money to keep Lonzo Ball. They may not have an appetite to do it. You know, to pay fifteen, twenty million dollars a year for him. But he hasn't so played he well, has he? He hasn't been playing well. What? Lonzo Ball hasn't played well this year. 
Yeah, twenty. I know. That's my point. Yeah. That's that's exactly my point. You, there are there. Look, I'm I'm mentioning Zach Levine because he's a year away from a contract, and supposedly that organization is valuing cap room a lot. Okay. Uh, Lori Mar- Lori Markinen is another guy who's going to be a free agent. At the end of this year, a restricted free agent, so that's obviously you know a riskier proposition. Um, you know, he could be. He, I'm hearing that the Bulls may not be in love with him. Mm-hmm. He, he's obviously a very skilled offensive player. He leaves a lot to be desired on the other end, though. Jeff, what's the most disapp- What team is the most disappointing team in the league this year so far? I guess you have well, to consider the Mavericks. There's a couple. There is a couple teams that stand out immediately. Um, the, the Miami Heat, who went to the finals. Uh, now I know that they've, you know, they've been hit by the injury bug, but you know I expected them to be right up there at the top of the Eastern Conference standings uh, at this point, and, and they're not. Maybe, maybe maybe when Butler, you know, Butler's healthy, they turn things around. They absolutely played spectacularly in the playoffs last year, a cohesive unit, and uh, you know they did lose Myers Leonard for for this season the other day, and he's. You know, he kind of found himself in Miami. He's not hes not a star, but he was a, a, he significantly contributed to them last year. They're going to have to probably replace his, his length and his outside shooting at that position. Um, so, you know, the, exactly. biggest team, the biggest team other than that are the Mavericks. I mean, the Mavericks, you know, I, I, I don't get it. Uh, even even though KP missed a bunch of games at the beginning of the season, uh, you know, it's, they brought back basically the same team that made a great run last year. And, you know, they have Luka Doncic, who I think, you know, when his career is all said and done, if he stays healthy, he's going to be a top five player. And Jeff, I, I, I think you may be going up on, on Miami a little too soon. They haven't put their best five players on the floor one game this year. So, right. Well, that's why I mentioned the injuries. I still mm-hmm. expected them to be 500 at this point with what they have, you know. Um, you know, I, 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 you're, you're right. It's it's early, but you know when I look at when I look at those uh, those mock drafts every day, and, and I still see them. I know they're not they don't get a draft choice, but I still see them like you know I don't know it's fifth or sixth. I kind of still with you know with the culture that they built there and the coaching and, and, and just you know all the guys that contributed last year. I expected them to at least maybe hang around 500 at this point. Right. They lost a lot of close games. I'll tell but you. Yeah, it's, it's way too early. You're right. I'll tell you a team that surprised me, and they have a losing record. But I thought they'd be got off worse than they are. Cleveland at, at basically 500 is a big surprise to me. Yeah, they, they've they've been one of the surprises. Uh, you know, Drummond is Drummond is playing excellent ball for them. Um, you know, goes against the grain because you, you're looking for guys at that position that can maybe hit a three, and he doesn't. You know, he doesn't hit a threes. He he's just. He's unbelievable on the interior, whether it be defensive and offensive rebounds. Um, you know, there's a lot of talk about maybe Dallas looking to maybe pluck him away from Cleveland at some point. But yeah, they've they've, they've done a good job. They have a mixture of, of you know some some veterans on the team. They Colin Sexton is playing at a very high level, um, and you know they haven't even had the benefit of Kevin Love on the team. So I think that they uh, they are they're clearly one of the surprises in the league so far. Yeah, well, there's been some talk about even the Knicks being interested in him, but I don't in, who? I, in Drummond. Yeah, I, I you know I, I don't I don't see him I don't see why they listen. He's an upgrade from a talent perspective. Uh, think that for them, uh, unless you were unless you were coupling, I think he I think he would get I would get in the 
get in the way of Randall sometimes on the interior. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know that Drummond moves the needle for them unless unless it's bringing in two guys. You know, and I know that Drummond's going to be looking for probably 30-plus million in oh, the yeah. offseason. Well, it's not a direction that I'd be going in. But, you know what, look, they, he, he would be an upgrade at that position. Robinson's giving him, you know, I think Robinson's growing this year. But, you know, Drummond, Drummond is really is really exceeding all expectation. I think people were looking at him as a guy that was on maybe on the other side of his career at this point. I, I didn't realize that he was making that kind of money, Drummond. Well, he's going to. But uh, Jeff also... Dennis Smith is going to the uh, G League. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, De- Dennis Smith. Uh, it's it sh- it speaks very well of Dennis Smith that he's you know going to do that. Uh, you know, he's he's he, he really showed nothing in the games that he played so far. Um, you know, he was a guy in college. You know, everyone was screaming when 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 uh, Nilakina when the Knicks took Nilakina instead of him, and you know, and then Dennis Smith. You know, he, he just there's some guys uh, at the college level they can just get away uh, get away with their athleticism. Um, you know, he's never really he doesn't look he doesn't see the floor well. He's a you know he's a great athlete, um, and he doesn't make other guys better on the team. So no, maybe he can go agree. down there and find some confidence. They mm-hmm. actually should send Knox down there. You know, Knox would be a good candidate to go down there, or even Toppin. Toppin is lost out there so far. I agree with you. Hey, Jeff, since we rolled back around to the Knicks, what what about J.J. Redick? Nah. I, I know he's not playing well, but he's he's 36, and he's he's got $13 million left on an expiring contract. I mean, I hear that they're trying to move him into the Atlantic Conference anyway. I, I think I think the Sixers are probably the leading candidate to get him, and maybe the Celtics. Uh, look, if I was the it depends on what you'd have to give up for for JJ Redick for, or even Brooklyn. I think is interested in him. Uh, right, but they, they don't have the the contracts to kind of fit him, right? JJ Redick would make the Knicks better immediately, okay? Right. Because he's he's you know he's still he's still knocking down shots at a very good pace. Um, yeah, I'd love to have JJ Redick on the team. I don't know what in the grand scheme what he does for them overall, other than you know helps them maybe sneak into the playoffs. You know, what are you going to give up for him? I'm not giving up a one for half a season of J.J. Reddick. Right. Never. You know? No. Never. So, would I give up a future, too? Maybe. maybe. You know, I don't, you know, I don't know what New Orleans is looking for there. You know? Uh, Jeff, I mean, uh, New Orleans, uh, actually, you know what? Now that, now that you, know, I, I, you say it out loud, New Orleans is, is one of the more dis- disappointing teams as well. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, I think they're 7-12 seven, they're seven or something like that. I'm like, I really expected them. You know, you got... Even Adams, you got you got at center. You got young and old. You got Jackson Hayes as the backup. You got Zion. You got Ingram. I mean, you know, you, you brought in you brought in uh, what's his name from uh, Milwaukee. Uh, his name is slipping my mind at this point. The point guard, the Darren. You like him? What's his name? Well, point guard Bledsoe. Okay? Eric Bledsoe. Eric, well, yeah, you got Bledsoe, Ball, and, and Red. And and there's Stan Van Gundy, who's a very accomplished coach. I I don't know what's going on with them. They should they should be at least a 500 team at this point. I, I expected a lot more out of them. But uh, let's, you, you basically got you basically got Drek out there. <laughs> you know, um, so Jeff. That's the first time Drek has been used on really gets you excited. Let's swing the other way. Do you think coaching has made a difference with the 76ers? Uh, absolutely. Although I I have to be honest with you. I mean I. I I think I think I love Doc Rivers, but I think Doc Rivers is one of the more overrated coaches in the NBA. Okay. Okay. 
you know, I, I think he's underachieved with some of the teams that he's had. Uh, he, you know, he was never able to make those guys mesh next year, last year. Uh, not that they've meshed much more this year. I, 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 you know, I've watched a few Clippers games, and to me it looks like, you know, it doesn't look like Leonard and George. They're, they're, obviously, we have a good record. Um, and they both have great stats, but it looks like it's my turn, your turn. It doesn't look like they're cohesive, those guys. Um, you know, is Doc, over, is Doc Rivers an upgrade over, over uh, you know, Brett Brown? Maybe. I, I think that at the end of the day, when it gets to the playoffs, the Sixers are going to run into the same problems that they've had in the past. They still don't have enough, you know, shooting from the outside, and you're, you never can trust going into a playoff situation when you need guys to play regularly, do you really trust Embiid to be there game, game in and game out? You know, I, I don't know. I think Simmons is a great talent, but I, he may not, it may not be the right match of talent on this team. I think, I think ultimately they may need to go in a different direction. And I may be wrong, but I think they're going to have to go in a direction, different direction where they have more of a guy who can stick threes well, than, the, the, you know, than what they have. The reason I asked, because every time I'm watching Embiid, his body language is so much different than it's been in the past. And I didn't know if that was a growing up effect or a Doc Rivers effect or the fact that people were saying he was such an underachiever. Now, I don't know, but his body language looks so much better than it has. It, it does. Maybe, maybe he did some soul searching after last year's you know, playoffs. Just that, you know, they... You know, they, they clearly underachieved by most people's, you know, opinion. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's maturity. Uh, Doc Rivers, uh, Doc, what Doc Rivers' strengths are is, you know, massaging egos of, of high-level players. I think that's one of his strengths. Um, so, I don't know. I just think ultimately, you know, he is an incredible talent. He's a guy who's going to, you know, if he, if he could stay healthy, he's a Hall of Famer down the road. But... You know, when you look at them and people start to pack it in against them and really get in your face in, in defense, who's the guy that's gonna? Who's the guy that's gonna? You know, stretch the floor for them. Reddick. I don't, I don't know who. <laughs> I think Reddick is a great Redick. fit there. If you can work out a deal Myers without Harris Danny Green well. in there, Jeff. Let me ask you this: I made the comment when the Nets, and we got to talk about them, and then we'll let you go. When the Nets traded for James Harden, they put all their chips in. If they lose Game Seven of the NBA Finals on a buzzing beating, a buzzer beater shot. That trade is a complete failure in the, over the next two years. Without a title, that trade is is disastrous. Your thoughts? Well, well, that, well according to they would have a chance to win it next year, though. I, mean, I said I over the next I, two years. Huh? I said over the next two years, they have to win an NBA they, title. Yeah, they have to. They have to win. I don't know if it's two years. I think it's, it might be longer than that. It's not like it's not like when they got you know Garnett and Pierce. Uh, I think it's a situation's a little different. Those guys are really long in the tooth at that point. These guys, you know, these guys are all playing at a high level still. I was so saying I, I two years that, because I was saying two years. years. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, they got to win a championship. It's going to be tough this year. They they don't they lost Dinwiddie. That's that's in the playoffs. That, uh, that's going to be huge. That kid, that guy's a terrific ball player. He is. I think Allen is a hell of a loss for him too, though. Absolutely. I mean, mm. you know. Jordan is really on, you know, towards the end of his career. Um, and, you know, the, look, I understand why they made that trade. Uh, you know, they still have contributions. I've watched a few of their games. Interestingly enough, you know, they play down to their competition. Now, Absolutely. concerns about them on the defensive end of the floor, and that's justified. Um, and that's going to be huge for them in the playoffs. But, you know, if you look at their record, 
you know, they're 9-0 and against teams that were in the playoffs last year, and they're 5-9 and against teams who weren't in the playoffs. Yeah. So, obviously, those guys are going to get up for big games. And I have a feeling, you know, I, I, I think I think they're gonna get I think they're gonna get there. I don't know that they're gonna beat either the LA teams or I don't know if there's a third team. I don't think Utah's even though they're ahead of the in the top of the conference now, I don't think they're gonna get to the finals. Either LA team, I, I don't know that they beat them. But you know what? Those guys look like they all are ready to share the ball and play cohesively. So I think it's gonna be really tough to beat them in the Eastern Conference. Jeff, give me the guy and then we'll let you go. Um, give me the, give me one or two big names that you think you could see trading teams. You mentioned Andre Drummond. I don't. I guess we can consider him a big name. Um, anybody else out there? I, I mean, look, if, if Beal, if Beal's situation changes over the next few weeks, he, he's the only guy I could really think of. Uh, they're just there's no there's no chatter about anyone else, and I don't know what you think of. Uh, you know, the guys I mentioned from the Bulls, I don't know if you consider Zach Levine a big name. Uh, you know, he's, I think he's scoring at like 25 points a game. And he shoot, if you look at his numbers, if we're just looking at numbers, he's shooting a very high percentage from the field, both two points and three points. He's a great foul shooter. He's very athletic. He gets to the 10. You know, uh, I, I don't know. Is, this, is, is he still improving? Is he a guy? And he's, uh, you know, he's making, I think, between 18 and 20 million a year. If you don't consider him... A big name. I don't have anyone else for you. Who wins the Super Bowl, Jeff? Uh, well, hopefully, <laughs> uh, hopefully, uh, I think, I think, I think it's really going to be tough for anybody to beat Mahomes. Um, I don't know if you guys heard this, but his father said that Mahomes is actually a better player, basketball player in high school than football. Um, but um, I, I think it's really going to be hard to, to to beat him, even if you know I have all these guys going down on the you know offensive line. He just is a guy, if he has to, he's going to get out of the pocket. He's so creative. The game is so slow for him. It's just he's playing at such a higher level than anyone else. I think Tampa maybe can keep it close because their defense has really come on. You know, Brady's mystique, maybe you know people think, oh, Brady's mystique. He really hasn't played well <laughs> in the playoffs. No. You know, it's been their defense. He's played well enough to, to, to help them win. I got. Um, but look, it's it's one game. And uh, I think I think Mahomes. I think Mahomes. It's. I think the line is three. I think I think they win by at least ten. Uh, yeah, that's where I was going too, Jeff. Last thing, promise you, who's the starting quarterback for the your New York Jets next year? I think the starting quarterback is going to be Sam Darno, um, and uh, you know they're just going to go out and they're going to get some playmakers and offensive line, and uh, they have oodles of cap room, and uh, you know, look, he's 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 a terrific talent. I think the Jets haven't done him any favors so far. They haven't surrounded him. They haven't given him the proper supporting cast like the Bills have given Josh Allen. It, it, he may not be fixable. I don't know. But you know what? I think that's the way they're going to go. If they don't go that way, um, you know, I think that they're going to – I think I think the guy that they like is Zach Wilson. Jeff, thank you. Enjoy the game and All we'll right, talk. Guys. I want to thank Jeff for coming on. Jeff always does a great job with the NBA. You and him have a little disagreement there. You think Doc Rivers, he 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 thinks Rivers is a great coach, just not as great as you think he is. Yeah, you know, I think he's a combination of a player's coach and also a a, a teaching coach. He, which, he has had a ton of talent. I can't think of a coach that's coached more talent than him in the last several years. Uh, 
you could you could be right there, but they've won. They may not have won the NBA right. championship, but they've right. won. They've won a lot of games. Oh yeah. And there seems to be always harmony in the ranks. They always play hard, mm-hmm. and that and that's what I enjoy watching. You know, mm-hmm. I can watch a lot of things. If everybody's playing hard, I'm good with. Talking it. about a guy though that traded his son. Yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Austin Rivers has done well with it. He really has. He really has. He really has. Yeah, he's he's done a really nice job. Uh, college basketball, I mentioned it earlier. Yeah. The, the Blue Bloods, there's just nothing there. I have always liked, besides Gonzaga, who's great, they had a tough game mm-hmm. last night. They, yeah. they won, obviously, mm-hmm. but it's amazing. If Gonzaga doesn't win by 20, you think they struggle. Right, right. But um, you liked Baylor since the get-go. Right. And I liked Texas since the get-go. And Baylor went in and beat Texas the other day. It didn't change my mind on Texas, but it did on Baylor. Um, I'm 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 pretty high on Baylor right now. I'm pretty. High I mean, on, I don't know how you can't be. They're no, seventeen and up. I'm pretty high on both of them. I like yeah. the way both teams get after each other. I thought, but to go into Texas and beat them after Texas has been playing so well, that's a pretty good win for Baylor. It's and, an excellent yeah, win for yeah. Baylor. And you know, other than makes you really wish yeah, that Baylor Gonzaga game was. If played. you saw at the end of the game, there was a technical foul for. Uh, a guy dunked. Yeah, Greg Brown. Yeah, and uh, that may have changed the game a little. Texas could, it did. Have, could, could have hung in there, but it was a hell of a game. And they're two, good, they're two teams that could be in the Final Four, you know, depending on how it works. I, I tell you, don't you wish that Baylor-Gonzaga game? COVID ruined oh, that, yeah, game. that yeah, have... yeah, but I'd rather see them. When did they, whenever the makeup is, I think they'll both be better at that point. Yeah. I think they'll yeah. both be better at that point. Absolutely. And Gonzaga could have two lottery picks on their team no question no that question. that kid is a good player other than Suggs yeah he, he, he I mean the guy's shooting like 60 percent from three yeah, which I, is unheard of you know and then he and he knows he coaches to their strengths sure does. they must they must have really found some uh uh Catholic money money somewhere yeah to to, to keep him there because I, I think a lot of the way he coaches Dick we've talked since the beginning of college basketball that it, people always the Big Ten the Big Ten and I think now you're agreeing a little yeah. bit that um, and Tommy, I don't know your thoughts on the Big Twelve and the SEC. I think the Big Ten is the third or fourth best conference. I don't see it as the best conference. Again, most competitive, most balanced, maybe best talent. I don't see it. I'm, I'm tending to go your way too. The more I watch these Big Twelve teams, particularly, I wasn't so familiar with Texas Tech, but I've watched them three times. Oh, defensively, recently. that guy's great. And 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 they got they got a guy that they can go to. You know, they got a guy they can go to. And when you get in tournament times, you you have to You're have somebody about McClung? like – Yeah. I'm McClung, going, the transfer from Georgia yeah, yeah, unbelievable. Uh, unbelievable. I think they're right there. And Texas Tech is very good, and I enjoyed watching them play. And I, I think you're right. I think with uh, – you know, I – I don't know what Kansas is going to do. I don't, you know. I'm not even Kansas. You know, this could be the first year since I was born that Kansas doesn't win the Big Twelve. And they're not going to. And it started far. off as the Big they're, Eight. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're, they're too far back. Too, I, I, yeah, I but they can still win the tourney. Yeah, yeah, and I thought Iowa State was coming on. I liked the way they played. And they got beat last night by who? By Missouri, maybe. Missouri's played well. Yeah. So uh, it's almost like the Big Ten is really just competitive. Yeah. They're very competitive. It's like they they own the second. Yeah. They own the 10 through 20. Yeah. That's where their teams are ranked. They're not – I don't think anyone really jumps at you. Well, you got Michigan at four, but I don't think Michigan's at four. Think, I don't think they're a four either. I, I, I told you before, I like Houston. I think Houston's a better team than Michigan. There you go. That's my point. I agree with you. I think if you look at the – let's take the, even the SEC with Tennessee, um, Alabama – uh, Missouri's in the SEC now, right? Arkansas is very good. I think those teams are just so much more athletic than the Big Ten teams. They're going to get up and down the court. The Big Ten teams are going to have to – I mean, 
defensively, they're going to have to be unbelievable to, to stay in the game. They're going to have to shorten the games. Yes. The, the Big Ten teams. Yeah. And they, they, they've always got size. They've always got shooters. But in a transition game, they got problems. They got problems. Dick, Duke, Kentucky, or Tommy, Duke, Kentucky, UNC, Kansas, Indiana, UCLA, which one of those teams has a run in them? If you're asking it, me, ahead, I think maybe the Bruins. I think maybe UCLA. I think maybe UCLA. I think UCLA is playing the best out of those yeah. teams. I think Kentucky probably has the most talent out of those teams. I think he's just the most athletic guys. He, I mean, he's loaded, but they're just not playing well. Yeah, but I'm not sure they're loaded. It's a, Kentucky and Carolina are very similar yeah. this year. They got four and five star recruits that just are not living up to right, four and not, five stars. I'm not saying I, when I say loaded, I'm talking about athletic wise. Yeah, I know, I know. What just you're loaded with athletes. Yeah. You look up and down the bench. Yeah. It's like six nine city. Uh, like everyone's six nine athletic. And I'm looking at the bench going, how are these guys not winning Well, that's the problem. It's their guards. that are, you te- If you look historically since Calipari's in Kentucky, he's had a number one dr- pick at, at that guard spot, yes. even two at some times, even right. two at some times. Yes, there's, there's no number one pick there. I don't. The guards are very, very shaky, very inconsistent. And what he does and what he does – they have to be better than that. And I'm not talking about shooting, that kind of thing. I'm right. talking distributing about distributing the ball. Yeah, I'm you're, you're, about you're, you're 100% right because you could look back at uh, even quickly and Malik Monk and, and and Bledsoe and all these guys. And Booker and, and Devin Booker and, and Hero. Uh, Jamal right. Murray and, yes. and, 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 and all those yes. guys. Yeah. He doesn't uh, have that guy. The, the Ron Fox. You he know? doesn't have that guy. Right. Good and, point. And I'm just bringing up those are great guards there. Yeah. You know, And when you get in a tournament, you know, the, the big man union is going to be mad at me again. Your guard's got to be playing well in the NCAA tournament to win that thing. You're 100% right. You know, so That's what they're missing. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Now, what they do now is we'll see what happens. But uh, uh, it, it's it's really strange. And what's happening this year is teams are going in and winning on their away from home because there's no crowds there. Mm-hmm. There's, and in college basketball, that's huge. Can you imagine – Duke losing to somebody with that with them people right down there on them. That's yeah, right. yeah. Listen, yeah. Carolina beat Clemson sixty two straight times yeah. in 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 the Dean Dome. Right, and then Clemson comes in and beats them. Yeah. I mean, this isn't a knock on ah because it's good basketball and Coach Ricard does a great job up there, but it's almost like rolling into the Ock gym. It's just this cavernous vacuum, right, right. and you could have you could have that place jam packed, yeah. and you wouldn't know it yeah. at Ock. You go down to Cameron yeah. or any of those places and Rupp and. It's insane when it's when it's. And, when and it's I can attest to that because I've coached in there when that place has been packed and rocking, and that could be a hell of a home court advantage for somebody. Right. It's not, but we're talking about it. But I'm just saying, teams are going in and beating people on the road that they've never ever done before. You know, and it just happens. And I'll tell you, the the freshman play yeah. from the other schools has been tremendous. We've talked about yeah. Cunningham is back, which oh, is good to see. They, uh, He's playing. There are so many young players. You know, we we haven't even talked about Memphis, and I don't know what's wrong there, but. But the five they put on the floor as good as any team in the country. I'm just showing up how Penny's coaching them or Hardaway's coaching them. But the their their front eight are as good as any eight I think in the country. I really do. And uh, I, I just don't know why they're not a little more consistent. They're good, but they're not great. But we'll see what happens. And of course, we left Villanova out of it. Yeah, you know, I mean, does, eleven and one. Yeah, he does a good job. But it, it's just hard to figure them out. Yeah, so many, so yeah. much time in between every game. Yeah. And and that conference has been lit up with the COVID. They got some. They got some teams playing, some teams not. I'm not even sure how many has DePaul played 
double figure games yet? Have they? I don't know. They, I don't know if they've gotten to ten. Creighton's Maybe a team. Even five. Creighton's a team we talk about. We like. Right, it's not right, in the top ten. Right, it's a very good right, team. Right. Uh, college basketball is moving along. Knock on wood, they have been getting the games in. It's slow at a slow pace. We'll see what the bubble brings, yeah. and every week it's going to change. But I think Gonzaga and Bell are going to be there for the rest of the year. Um, Trevor Bauer hasn't signed yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what's going on with him. I, I don't know. But pitchers and catchers, Major League Baseball did announce that the season's going to start on time. Yeah, it looks that way. And so you got pitchers and catchers that are coming in in 10 days, and Bauer doesn't have a team yet. So I would imagine by next week when we do the show, Bauer's going to have a home team. I, I would think he's. I, I would think by, by the end of the week, and maybe with the Super Bowl coming up, they're holding off on that, or that might be something that they might want to blast out Saturday. It'll either be Saturday yeah. or Monday. Is the DH out definitely in the National League? Has that um, been a finalized decision? You know, I, I don't think they've made a final decision. Yeah. Are they, they going to play 162 games? They're slated to play the full schedule. Okay. All right. We'll see what happens. But uh, I know that. I was looking at that the other day. The, 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 the plan is to play the whole 162-game yes. schedule. I think they do have 150. What was the previous? 150, right? 154. So I think they have yeah. 154 also. Yeah. I can't believe um, they haven't decided about the DH yet. Because that would really affect the teams we root for. Of course. Uh, particularly the Mets. I mean, if they make a huge difference in how they, they what their lineup looks like. You know, I want to say one thing. We left last week, and right when the show ended, the Hall of Fame announced that nobody was oh, going man. in. Mm-hmm. And, I, I, Tommy, I think I called you during the week. There's one thing. I have been against Bonds and Clemens. Yeah. Let's talk Bonds for a second. Because I think Bonds is the easy one yeah. to make a case for. Let's let's talk Barry Bonds for a second. In my opinion, it actually changed. I was listening to I was think I was listening to Joe Buck, and he said Barry Bonds has to go in. Because if he doesn't go in, these almighty voters are telling you they've never made a mistake. Because there's no more sure Hall of Famer in the world than Barry Bonds. And if they don't put him in, it's just to say we don't want steroid guys. Yeah. They're telling you there's not a guy in yeah. the in the, in the yeah. hall that's done yeah. steroids. Yeah. I think Bonds has to go in, and I think the biggest, um, um, the most fraudulent thing I've seen is Jeff Kent not getting in. And Tommy and I ran ran he comparisons ran on a few different things. And you'd be, you know, you think Schilling's a Hall of Famer? I, I'm bordering. There's no, no such thing as borderline. Borderline. No, I can't buy borderline. That's not a Hall of Famer. No, then no, he's not in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because if you're going to say, and this is what Tommy and I talked about, and and he's very good at this. If yeah. you're going to say Schilling's in, how come David Cohn's not? They're almost identical. It's identical. It's it's uncanny. Schilling has twenty more wins. Cohn has twenty less losses. The ERA is identical. We were doing this, and so I pulled it up on the computer, and we're on the phone, and 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 we're going. And he goes, "No, he played like three more years," and I'm like, "No, it's." I said. They're, you know, their numbers are almost right there. I think it's one year difference. Well, the, the thing with Schilling is, is his big game numbers. But Cone, 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 Cone well, has I, a big I, game I, too. I agree. I agree. I agree. Here's, the, yeah. here's the thing. Yeah. Schilling's at 71%. Yeah. Cone's at 7 so, Yeah, the disparity is. Cone has a perfect game. He, he won World Series with the Yankees. He's a big game pitcher. And, again, 120 less wins, the other 20 less losses. ERA identical. They're identical. I mean – there's not a 64% difference. Strikeouts were within 150. Can it, can it be how these guys who promoted? Yes, of course. By, by their, the teams they played for. Cone played for the damn Yankees. And the yeah. Mets. And the yeah. Mets. Yeah. No, I understand. I'm saying and he was, I, I don't It was good in both yeah, places. Yeah. And he was traded for Jeff Kent. And, and, on, the, and the, on the other side of it, you're talking about Bonds. 
look at Clemens' numbers and all the MVPs and yeah, all that. Yeah, kind but of here's where you make the case for Bonds. I think out of all the players that are in this, that did yeah. steroids, you could pick the season that Bonds started. Yeah, and, and Clemens, we don't know. Right. You could guess Bonds. You could almost pick the day he started doing them. And up until that point, he was Bonds a, was a, a sure first ballot yeah. Hall of Famer. Yeah. He was Ken Griffey Jr. Yeah. So that's, that's what Junior is. The best Junior player. is Bonds without the steroids. Exactly. And you know what? Bonds stayed healthy. Right. Because if if Junior stays healthy, because we know healthy, why though. Right. <laughs> well, you're going to get a better indication of that when Big Poppy and. Uh, Oh, yeah. A-Rod come in next year. You're going to see how oh, A-Rod, A-Rod, A-Rod has no, no shot. shot of getting in right now. He's the only one then in baseball that, that is convicted of it. If that's the case, then then how can you say Bonds is in? Because that was my argument. First of all, Bonds has never agreed he, that he did steroids. Oh, and he's never and he's never been caught. He's never, never been caught. Never failed the test. Oh, no, please, I agree with you. Please. I agree yeah. with you. But A-Rod lied 18 times. And, was and then and finally A-Rod yeah. said, okay, I did it. Yeah. Now, here's the other thing. Why is Scott Rowland getting votes? I, that doesn't make any sense to me. That if you're going to put Scott Rowland in, Jimmy Rollins is in. Yeah. Scott Rowland, when I, we're all around the same age. Yeah. You're a little older, a lot older. Sorry. When you That's talk hard. third baseman, Dick, and I'm going in your life yeah, too, because it. it's the same four guys. Right. Who's the best third baseman you've ever seen play? It's very simple. Both it, ends. Schmidt, Schmidt, uh, Robinson, Brett, Brett. Uh, Brett the Scott uh, Roll and Brooks Robinson, George Brett, Mike Schmidt. Those are your three yeah. right now that are that he's are not in that group. Yeah. Scott Rowland doesn't even come into play. You know where he falls? He falls in that Greg Nettles group. Like that guy. And, and Eddie Matthews from my time. And, and, and Nettles is just yeah. not in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. And nor should he be. Nor should Rowland. And, and I made a comparison. We, we were talking. Um, did I did I bring up? Nolan Arenado's. A much better third base. Oh yeah, I mean, when it was all said and done, and his numbers will be that much better. But it's the Keith Hernandez. Yes, you did bring and up. Don Mattingly. Yeah. If you're going to bring up, I Scott know Rowland played a little longer yeah. than Mattingly. Yeah. But Mattingly's numbers for the time he played. Don Mattingly are, was a Hall of Famer without the injury. Yeah. Scott Rowland was not a Hall of Famer, and he wasn't injured. Right. And I don't. And, and as much as I love Mattingly and Hernandez. Hernandez was my guy. Yeah. Mattingly was much better. Yeah. Right. He was. And Hernandez's numbers are just if, just as good, if not better, than Scott Rollins. But the thing that hurts Hernandez is the position. Right. First base. The first base. There was a game. lot of first basemen. Yeah. Third base, we – I can't name a – we just might have – maybe Dick had it with Eddie Matthews because I don't even think Rollins in that category. He oh, was a no. good Eddie, player. No. Eddie Matthews was hitting 40 home runs when nobody was hitting Yeah, 40 he was – Scott Rollins yeah. was a good player. Yeah. He was never the best player on his team. He was a good player. That's it. Right, a very good player. But I think the Hall of Fame did the right thing and didn't put anybody in. Yeah, and I didn't think about this till after we talked, and then I was reading up on some stuff. I didn't realize that last year's ceremony had gotten canceled. Yeah. Which means that Jeter. Derek Jeter is going, in. Is going yeah. in this year. So they had an out. And yeah. uh, Exactly. They, there was yeah. no way – that they wanted to have this circus with these steroid era guys yeah. going in with Derek G. And now Schilling didn't endear himself. The next day he says, take me off the ballot. Man, you know, listen, yeah. you know why Schilling's not in the Hall of Fame? I mean, and in my eyes, I don't know if he is, so he's not. But Schilling's a schmuck. Oh, no That's the bottom line. He likes to run his mouth. But that should, like, like, let's be honest, that shouldn't have anything to do no. with how he played the game baseball. No, I agree. We'll be back next week. Um, you know, um, once again, the Giordano's going with rolling with Tom Brady to win Tom his Brady, seventh, yes, sir. 
And uh, Coach Seven and I are going the uh, Chiefs, although I don't think it's going to be as close a game as Dick does. I like the Chiefs. And I like box number 41. <laughs> be safe. The roads are bad out there, guys. Roads could, could be bad out there. Be safe.